coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 168. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. It's a holiday today. It is. It's Good Friday, Passover. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a holiday, though, because here we are working. (laughs) We are, and I'll be cooking all weekend, basically. Uh, But I like to do that. Right on. Yeah, it's my zen, too. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's better than cooking. Especially for people that like the food. Yeah, there's gardening. I kind of enjoy gardening. It's a good stress reliever, but uh, nothing in the garden yet. Well, I don't have anything in the garden yet, and I got a little problem, and it's called a little doodle (laughs) named Oliver. He's suddenly digging in the dirt. Ah, he's in the gardening now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he and I are... um, we're clashing a bit. Yeah, that's a really bad habit because it's super hard to break a dog from the digging habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to get cut off from his pet door and only go out when I decide he goes out. And of course, he's him. white, so he just probably is black by the time he wants to come back in. Yeah, and so are my <laughs> floors. Yeah. <So>. The <laughs> I joys. don't want to lose my tomatoes and my flowers, but I also do not want the dirty floors. Oh, wow. I had a dog that would eat tomatoes right off the vine. Oh, that's what he does. And oh, they say yeah. they're not good for him, but he loves them. Yeah, my dog loved tomatoes and grapefruit. If you were oh peeling, if yeah, if you were peeling a grapefruit and you were like in the other room, she would just come running in there, and the drool would just start flowing like nothing else you've ever seen. It just like a river opened up. Oh gosh, Unreal. that sounds like me. I love grapefruit. So. <laughs> yeah. So what do we got today? Well, the Mueller report is out. Yes, it's kind of funny. It's kept a lot of people with Trump derangement syndrome occupied as they stumble through 400 and some pages of big words that they don't understand. Yes, yes. And uh, one of the guys on my Twitter feed had figured out that each page cost the American public (laughs) $55,000. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but wow. Yeah, and think about what we could do with that money. Yeah, and think it was all a lie. Now, how many people are pooping in the streets of L.A.? <laughs> and what? how many of them can we help at $55,000 per page? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have electrical problems in L.A. this weekend because of the poop. Now, I don't understand the correlation, <laughs> but I did read that. <laughs> That's possibly the craziest thing I've ever heard. Oh, there's a new app you can download for San Francisco, and it's up to date where the human poop is. Yeah, I saw that. uh, Actually, uh, somebody shared a link on Facebook, but um, essentially, all of San Francisco is a shit smear. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's, it's becoming most of California. In in Trump's own words, it's becoming a shithole. 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm not beeping yeah. that out either because yeah. it's just yeah. shit. That's that's true. And oh my gosh, how disgusting! Yeah, no kidding. Um, I know that uh, we had a tent city here for a period uh, last year, um, and it was right downtown, right on the waterfront. And I think it cost six figures to clean it up when they finally put them in uh, temporary housing. Oh my goodness! Um, According to. their legal rights uh water had to be supplied out their bathrooms and uh it just became kind of its own it was fenced in and it became kind of its own uh, little legal entity where they had their own justice system and uh well you you know how well that would have worked right yeah yeah i can imagine so but yesterday was a big day for the president for five minutes <laughs> yeah no collusion, no obstruction. We kind of already knew that. Um, but I, my guess is it really was a five-minute deal. Because yeah. the left is not happy. And when I say the left, I'm talking about the left in New York, D.C., and, and probably L.A., you know, where the poop is. Right. <laughs> Okay. In fact, all those places have a bit of a poop problem. So, this is going to be the but the poop episode. It is. <laughs> so you know, and 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 at first, I've got to wonder. Okay, are is this obsessive compulsive disorder? I mean, they've been so attached to the idea. Of Trump being a Russian spy. Yeah. That they can't give it up. It's kind of like heroin. Okay. You do it and do it. You can't just give it up real easy. Yeah. I I don't know if it's more people that have Trump derangement syndrome now. Because I I would say it's that. Because the people that I know that I follow in in Facebook, like, are, are friends with... I just keep them there to, to watch the insanity, and the insanity has, is off the charts the last two days. It is off the charts, and you got to wonder, what kind of detox places are we going to set up for this? Well, here's what we I don't understand. You keep spending $55,000 a page. Here's what I don't understand. I mean, two years ago, we were talking about the fake dossier. It was yeah. fake. We knew it was fake. We knew it was a lie. We knew it was paid for by the Clinton Foundation or the Clintons or whatever. We knew where the money came from to to make it all happen. So it was all fake. So how can you obstruct justice for something that doesn't exist or is fake? Well, and how does Mueller type up 468 pages of his thoughts and never mention that? (laughs) Yeah. Kind of fishy, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you write a report about anything, especially something so important, you usually say, this is why we started. This is why this project began. Uh, And he he didn't do that. So his, his report is somewhat suspect. Well, I can't believe they're not going to investigate why this fake information has gone this far. 
Like it boggles my mind. If if you told the FBI that, oh my God, my my son was kidnapped and created this big fake story, mm-hmm. and they go and and investigate everything, and find out you you've been lying, you're going to jail. Exactly. So absolutely. Why is As nobody looking? Should. Yeah. Why is nobody looking at the fake dossier? Well, and look at all the people that got fired. True. Over this. Yeah. I mean, it it is undeniable. It is absolutely undeniable that this thing should have never happened. Absolutely. And the and cost alone right there. Oh, the cost is crazy. But okay, so they found no collusion. That was port one. There was a part two of obstruction of justice of which Mueller never really came to a conclusion. Right. Yeah. Apparently, Trump had somewhat of a meltdown when he found out he was going to be investigated for Russian spying, Russian collusion, fixing elections. Um, I don't know about you, but that seems understandable to me. Of course, I'm an old, oldest child. You know, I've been accused of things I didn't do before. Right. And although some people say, you know, that if you um, get too upset, that means you're guilty. That's hot When you're yeah. falsely accused of something, you're yeah. mad. Well, um, I'm pretty sure I would probably would have said the same thing uh, if I would have found out the government was coming after me. Exactly. Reason. And you got to know, these are people he didn't trust anyway. Exactly. So he says things. He tells his people, get this stock. Go tell Jeff Sessions to stop this thing. Tell Jeff Sessions to resign. I mean, he said stuff. His people took it as this is a moment of anger and they didn't do it okay so basically as Mark Levin said this morning this part two on obstruction of justice should have been an op-ed for the Washington Post (laughs) this was an opinion um, a kick in the groin from Mueller and, and besides, I just want to ask this or throw this in. You know, has why has that Mueller been caught on camera since this whole thing started? He's kind of like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Are they really still alive? <laughs> Nobody's actually seen them. Right. And and now, the, you know, 480-some pages apparently isn't enough. They want him to testify again? Really? Yeah, they ha- I mean, who could have more testimony? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure 484 they really need pages. This to keep going, and unlike a lot of people, I do believe they will try to impeach the president. They won't get it done, and and I, if I was the president, I'd say bring it on because the public does not have a taste for it. Um, whether it's their guy or not their guy, they don't like it. They are they have a lot greater concerns. Well. If I was the president, I'd be demanding an investigation into the lies that, uh, you know, the fake dossier and all the lies that that started this whole investigation. Absolutely. And I I can't believe he hasn't done it yet. I don't understand why he hasn't. Well, supposedly they're going to. Uh, But we've heard that before. And I'm like you. I'm a little skeptical. And Republicans, conservatives... 
tend to drop the ball yeah. when it comes to defending themselves. And um, in a way, that's representative of who they are. You know, they, I, I do believe, especially Trump, really, truly wants to get things done. Right. He really wants to go into office. And, and part of the reason he's got everybody so upset is for that very reason. I mean, those guys go to those jobs, they make deals with lobbyists, and they don't really do much. Right. They really do. They make a deal, they get rich, and they go home. Exactly. Trump is the first one, I'm going to say since Ronald Reagan, but he is a lot more so that way than Ronald Reagan was. He wants to get something done. He wants a a legacy that says, this guy came in, he changed things, he deregulated, he got the economy going, he got health care taken care of, he truly, you know, he he fixed the crime bill, he, um, you know, repaired the banking laws. Right. All that that long laundry list of things, not of you know, and here I didn't even mention immigration, the one that is number one on everybody's list, Republican and Democrats. Right, and and it's he amazing. wants to make a difference. It's amazing he's gotten anything done because of the you know the them trying to impeach him since he began. What if he had just been treated like a normal president? What would he have gotten done? Probably, wow. yeah, a, a ton. But he'll never be treated that way. I mean, no. he wins another term, you know, it, it, they will be constantly at him. Right. Um, and my concern is that the Trump derangement syndrome has me concerned about the liberties, the civil liberties that we have given away because of this Mueller investigation. Now, in the United States, court law is basically a gray area. It's set up against precedence. So if something happened once, it's, it's going to happen from now until somebody decides it shouldn't happen, right. which rarely happens. What about Trump's attorney-client privilege? You yeah. Know? I mean, Cohen's a jerk. But let's face it, should they have been able to walk into his office, take his stuff that was about not only Trump as a client, other clients, and should he have been forced to testify against his client? Now, we know he lied the first time. That's, that's, I'm just talking about should it have happened at no. all? No, it because shouldn't have. The American public is, is losing a lot of liberty here and a lot of trust issues. So here's what I gain from this I go to an attorney and I tell them something. You know? Right. There's no longer the idea that it's secret between my attorney and me. Right. You know, next thing you know, it's between my doctor and me. You know, my doctor can put in the newspaper a clipping about my, you know, my health. 
Right. Exactly. What about executive privacy? None. When the president of the United States secrets are out, it goes to the whole world. Exactly. And that's very scary. I agree. I agree. It's less freedom. You know, and if some of these guys in Congress have their way, we're going to be giving away secrets to how our FBI and CIA operate. <laughs> Pretty much. You're because see they it. want those unveiled. Also, grand jury testimony. Also, the testimony of those that um, weren't under indictment. Right. Prior to this Mueller investigation, those were liberties we enjoyed here. Yeah, and they're We've gone given now. Them up. They're gone. Yeah. They're gone, and it's, that's very scary. I mean, we, we're basically dealing with the same thing in Canada tr- with Trudeau doing whatever he wants and, and blocking every aspect of, of his scandals. Um, there, there just doesn't seem to be any justice anymore. No, and I mean we're we're talking about obstruction, and this was cut and dried evidence that uh, not only him but eleven other people in his in his office and his cabinet obstructed justice of a criminal trial. Yet nothing is done because well he appointed the Supreme Court judges, so pff, nothing, a big old goose egg. So exactly. we're seeing the same thing here. And uh, it, it's the left that's doing it here, and it's kind of the left that's doing it there, too. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it, it's making me afraid that there is a trend because you're seeing similar situations in France, right. Germany, um, the UK. Yeah. Uh, where the will of the people has went out to lunch. Yeah, exactly. And the powerful are taking away more and more of our freedom. Right. And it's happening very, very quickly. I saw an article today that suggested that Sweden would be a Muslim-controlled nation in 50 years. Wow. Because of the way it was, you know, because of the laws that they have adapted, trying to be um, good could I don't know they're, they're trying to do the right thing trying you know? to <laughs> you know, but sometimes you got to look at the right thing right but I suggest it won't take 50 years no I don't I, I, I would agree there yeah for sure so we carry on now to open up an old wound <laughs> <laughs> Assange. Now, you know, we've had all this Mueller stuff and then Notre Dame and um, we really, the Assange arrest has sort of got pushed to the side. Yeah, it hasn't even been in the news really lately. Yeah, so he's still sitting in a London jail. For like some little misdemeanor. Yeah, it's very tiny and we want him here. And, and so we're, we are um, trying to extradite him to the right. United States, and I'm, I'm sure we'll manage that. But you got to wonder, why bother at this date? 
you know, hmm. what exactly the Trump administration is in charge. Right. Why do they want him? Do they really want him to come here, charge him, put him in jail? I mean, really what he would be charged with for hacking is, you know, he might get the maximum would be five years in jail. Right. I mean, or is it the information? Yeah. Is yeah, it, I wondered that myself. We need to know what Assange knows. Yeah, I, I'm wondering that myself. I wonder if he is going to be a witness in, in some sort of upcoming lawsuit. Absolutely. And you know, Sean Hannity just railed for, I don't know, maybe two years on the Seth Rich, that Seth Rich was the leak to Julian Assange. Right. And that Seth Rich was killed because of that. Right. You know? he, he was suicided. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Assange, uh, Sean Hannity went to London and interviewed Assange. Oh. Okay. Right. Sean Hannity is one of the few people that have the phone number to the president. And it is said that every night at about 10 o'clock or whatever time his show goes off the air, he telephones the president. Hmm. And um, Fox forced Hannity to quit talking about this. Seth Rich's family sued Fox News. Wow. Now, I don't take them suing Fox News to be that nothing bad or, you know, that the Seth Rich story was false. It just says more like we're scared to death. Stop it. Right. And you got to also think about Clinton trustee Drana Brazil in her book she put out after the election also mentions Seth Rich and she feels very bad about him. Right. Which My is guess fishy. is exactly <laughs> that Assange is coming here so we can possibly make the Seth Rich thing. You know, you can't make it right. Um, we can discover what really happened. I think he's going to be here because of the Clinton emails. Well, could be both. Could be. Let's hope. <laughs> Okay, so Lori Laughlin. Yeah. The whole varsity blues. Now, she, you just got to wonder how bad her attorneys are. They, they could have made a deal a couple of weeks ago. Her and Massimo, her husband, says, no, we're not making a deal. And then they slap them with more charges, which included money, money laundering. Because right. for some reason they had money offshore. Right. Which seems peculiar to me. Why well, they should have money offshore. I think every filthy rich person out there has money offshore. Well, you're probably right. I wonder yeah. if they were in the Panama Papers. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Have we actually seen those? Uh, No. And it, well, I, I've entirety. seen... I mean, I mean, I, I know there's been excerpts. We're, we're talking, um, I think, like a crazy number of documents. It took literally a team 
of journalists to comb through the documents to make sense of all, all of them. So, yeah, one person, you would be investigating that for the rest of your life. Oh, my goodness. So I've looked at some of the, the research, and it's very, very... Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of there's there's hidden information and where they could make links. Uh, it it's just so confusing because there's links everywhere. Um, with Trudeau being involved, there's just you know the, this corporation and that corporation and this person is Trudeau's so and so and sits on that board and and there's just loops and loops and loops of um, corruption. You know. Well. And Trudeau kind of has this idea um, about, you know, bury them in paper. Right. He, he tends to everything he's involved in seems so complex that when I hear or read it, I, I need a flowchart. Yeah. Well, also, he just denies it. Clearly, yeah. just well, that's lies. What, that's, that's exactly what Hillary Clinton does. Exactly. And? They're buddies, oh, too. You know, pretty much Obama. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we digress a little bit. Yeah. Lori Laughlin. So, now Lori says she really didn't know what she did was illegal. And... Plausible stupidity. You know what? I kind of think it possibly is. So, for years, you know, decades, hundreds of years giving gifts to schools right for their kids to go there yeah. did she believe that's what this was now kind of the part about pretending the girls were on the rowing team the crew team uh and they they didn't row yeah. um, but you know would she have believed it was a federal law because not everything is wrong is illegal yeah and she had to know it was wrong but did she know it was illegal I, yeah, and I, you know what? I'd have to agree with that because it was like everybody knew it was going on and nobody did anything. Like since the beginning of universities, I'm sure it has been going on. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it is plausible that, that she could be telling the truth there. No, and I mean, of course, that, that doesn't mean she doesn't get punished. Um, but she's lived a very charmed life. I mean, she's worked hard. But she started making money, big money, at the age of 14 or 15. She has had people, I say in quotes, doing things for her, taking care of bills and, you know, legal stuff her whole life, which she knew. She was the youngest of something like, she had four older brothers. Hmm. I mean... So you have to think it is plausible. Yeah, I now, agree. You know, it's very sad that their daughter is now under criminal investigation, um, Isabella. That is a little insane. Uh, but the kids were old enough. They were 18 years old. They're old enough that if they knew, they're, they're going to have some culpability here. Well, I, I'm sure they didn't know it was illegal. Maybe not. Maybe they're like their mother because, I mean, they probably lived even a more charmed life. Probably, Her friends say that her hubby probably concocted it. Her friends claim to not like Massimo at all. Hmm. 
I don't know. He seems. Will she throw him under the bus? Well, that's what I'm wondering, how the family is kind of turning against each other or whether this is a plan, you know? Lori doesn't know anything. The kids didn't know anything. Massimo goes to jail for X amount of time, and um, it's, it's, it's kind of the family plan. I don't know. Or is it really the way it is? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We'll find out. Exactly. Okay, um, this is something that's interesting. Um, Laura Loomer. She's an American political activist. However, at one point, she's only 25, so it couldn't have been that long ago, she was a reporter for the Canadian far-right website, The Rebel Media. Right. Okay, that was during the summer of 2017. Right. She is outspoken against Sharia law. She is really considered an anti-Islamist. Yeah, well, I know who you're talking about there because I do watch The Rebel and they do occasionally some really good journalism. Like, they'll dig down and they'll find out a lot of information that uh, mainstream media would never look into. Um, but it, I've heard this happening a lot that, um, you know, people have been banned from Facebook and kicked off of Facebook as well as Twitter, YouTube for, you know, talking against Sharia law. Yeah. And we, we, we speak against Sharia law. Um, or I do. Right. Honestly, I should say that. Um, now, Loomer calls herself a nationalist. Um, she has denounced white supremacy and white nationalism. In fact, she's been asked to share a stage with um, Richard Spencer, and she wouldn't even share a stage with him. Wow. Um, okay. So she is a Jew. Um, and I, and I, I will say that as a Jew, I think sometimes... Islamic extremists scare you even more. Yeah. Then. Yeah. And, uh, perhaps even a Christian. So she is against Sharia law. She is against FGM, which is female genital mutilation. Uh, all of these things, Omar, our Congresswoman Omar, is pro. Right. She is pro-Sharia, pro-FGM, and she's definitely anti-Jewish. Okay, so she can say whatever she wants on Twitter, but um, Laura Lumar cannot. She has yeah. been removed from Twitter. She has now filed suit against um, Twitter and CARE, C-A-I-R. Good. Um, so... We want to watch what's going on with her. She says the greatest threat to free speech today is political pressure being placed on corporate forums like Twitter. We are looking forward to a jury to, to hearing the bias and collusion between Twitter and the terrorist front group CARE and their efforts to silence me and prevent me from fully operating my media company, Illuminate Media. No one loves the free market more than I do, but 
shutting down dissenting voices by labeling them hate speech has nothing to do with freedom. We're aiming to restore liberty to the market of ideas and inquiry. I hope and are she's eager for all the support we get can get. I hope she sues for millions and wins. I do too. I hope she wins. What happened to free and, speech? Uh, well, and and how accommodating do we need to be to groups that support terrorism, to groups that support Sharia law, to those that support um, the removal of female genitalia? Yeah, and I don't get it because a lot of um, politicians are pro-Muslim Sharia law. They just kind of don't want to talk about it. And yet they're, you know, pumping the LGBTQ thing, you know, and Sharia law and those gay people don't mix. Sorry. You know. No, they don't. In fact, you're putting them in danger. Exactly. Very serious danger. And, uh, you know, as we um, watched Notre Dame burn this week. Right. Very sad. Um, Macron now wants to make this a multi-religious facility once it's rebuilt. Um, this has people nervous. I mean, this this is this has been the home to Catholics. And believe me, I'm not a Catholic. I'm a Jew. But right. Notre Dame belongs to the Catholics. Okay? Right. Even though the city owns it, therefore Macron's going to be able to do this. And the church has had an, a, a very unusual type of lease agreement where they put $2 million a year into keeping the facility up to snuff, which it apparently wasn't. Mm. So as McCrone is out there begging for dollars, you know, because they're, they're talking about it, it's going to cost between 5 and $8 billion, with a B, dollars to restore it. He, he's taken this other step, which is very similar to what we're talking about before. When you get under the crunch of pressure, you tend to give away these liberties. Right. And so now he wants to open this up to um, all religions. And we, and we know that there is already a huge problem with um, extremists, Muslim extremists in, in France. They have had more terrorist attacks than any place else on the, on the planet. Yeah, and you're not going to find that in mainstream media. 875 churches burnt this year? Yes. So yes. maybe if they put a Muslim section in this church, they're not going to build it down. Is that his thinking? Um, I, I think he's just being PC. And, and I think he's being a lot like um, a lot of our politicians here. It, it's a vote. Uh, you know, he's looking at, I open the doors to this place, to the Muslim community. Every single one of them that walks through there is a vote for me or my party. I guess. Ugh, that country is in big trouble. It is. It is. And, but it's it's Friday. Yeah. And on Fridays we have to laugh a little bit. Good. There is a barbecue joint. My dad used to always call barbecue places joints. I don't know why they got that. (laughs) I don't know. In uh, Kentucky, 
that is facing some serious blowback. And uh, they have t-shirts in support of LGBTQ community. But their LGBTQ stands for Liberty, Guns, Bible, Trump, and Barbecue. <laughs> wow, that that's uh, risky. Risky in this day it and age. Is. Yeah. I have a feeling in the midst of the Appalachians uh, of Kentucky at a barbecue joint, um, people are probably laughing about it. I mean, I, I don't think it's anti-lesbian. I mean, I have gay friends that would laugh at this. Right. Yeah. I, I certainly, I think it's funny. It, yeah. It's just kind of a play on words. You know, I used to read Amelia Bedelia to my children. <laughs> and you know, she would dress the chicken, you know? <laughs> yeah. And she would actually put clothes on the chicken. And, and it's kind of a play on, fun play on words. And it's yeah. pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I agree there. <laughs> yep, but we don't always agree. But life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace. And everyone, thanks for listening.